Welcome to the Talk of Sykeston. I'm Glenn Cantrell, and today, as I do every year, it's always a special Talk of Sykeston uh, that we send it around Christmas, and just so happens this weekend is Christmas weekend, and uh, I'm excited to have Louise White with me. She is the pastor of New Hope Ministries uh, in Sykeston there on Northwest Street, and uh, Louise, thanks for being on the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. So, um... I always, every year, talk about Christmas uh, on the talk show because I want people to know and understand what it is that we're celebrating. And there's obviously the traditional part of Christmas, the tree and the presents and the food and the carols and all those things. But really, what is the reason why we celebrate all of this, Louise? What's the reason why? Well, to me, it's a very special time of the year because I like the spirit that Christmas brings. You know, um, we get a lot of people talking that, oh, this holiday is not, Christ wasn't born on this holiday. And, you know, we know that he wasn't born on Christmas Day. It's the fact that we we set aside Christmas Day to honor that he was born. And it's my favorite time of the year because of the spirit that it brings. Because during the year, you know, uh, we tend to forget that... um, we tend to forget about caring and helping other people. But when Christmas time comes, people want to hold the door for you. They they want to push your buggy back. They ask, oh, can I help you? Uh, you drop this. It's just I just love that spirit. And it's a time to celebrate what Christ has done, you know, to bring hope into the world, to, bring, you know, to show love and to show that we care for one another. And isn't it interesting, and I, I think you're absolutely right, th- there's something about the Christmas time of the year that brings all of that about. We see it so often. But at the same time, there's this like wish that I have, and I'm sure you do too, that that continues past Christmas. Because like, really, from a believer standpoint of view, that's really how we're supposed to be every single day. Yes, that is so true. We are, because Christ came, you know, He Christ is that gift. When you think about the traditional part, you think about the tree and the gifts and the light. Well, if you bring it over to the spiritual, Christ is the light of the world. When we are in so much darkness, we have so much turmoil, so much confusion. Christ is that light. He brings us hope. He is the gift to us, you know. He's the gift of love and peace that we all should have. And, you know, and somewhere throughout the year, we forget who we are and what we're here to help one another and to be a community, to be a family. And we uh, forget that gift that that Christ gives us so freely. We spend our Christmas time, sometimes Christmas uh, gets to be a season of being overstressed, overworked, we're stressed out. We are bound because we overspend, we get in debt. And that's not the, really the spirit of Christmas. You know, the spirit of Christmas is to love one another, families coming together, reconciling with one another, you know, talking and speaking and being with people you hadn't been with for a while. And, you know, it makes me think about there's a saying that says people may forget what you've done. They may forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And Christmas is a time to make people feel good, you know, because we we go through the whole year. with life's burdens and things that we have to do and, and, and schedules we have to meet. and But when Christmas comes, it's a time to relax and remember, you know, it's a new, 
a newness in the season that, you know, hey, Christ has given us this free gift of love and hope, and we need to accept it. It's free to everyone. You don't you don't have to be in a certain uh, position. You don't have to, you know, be in a certain financial uh, status. It comes to everyone who would just only believe and accept this gift. And so, you know, that's what we need to get back into, you know. And we have got each year we get farther and farther away from we start uh, bringing about Christmas, you know, in the stores. They start putting up decorations and Christmas things, and we forget about Thanksgiving and just really forget about just slowly progressing into the season that Christ has freely given us. We forget the true reason for the season. And it is, and you brought up this earlier about the in people, the, the naysayers who will point to the fact that, you know, Christ wasn't born on Christmas, and they'll point to other things from the traditional point of view, which is the tree and uh, and the presents and all that stuff that is in, involved with Christmas. But for us as a believer, for any believer, um, it, I think, and, and, and if you agree with this or not, I think it's a great time of renewal, of yeah. remembering what God has done for us through the birth of um of of a baby and and what that later brings to us it's a, and and i think you know we focus so much you know on easter obviously with the death and resurrection of christ but i think that you know we look at christmas it's 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 the new creation it's the hope and and the light and the things that that you have said and i i don't know if you agree but i think it's just a, a great time for believers to really kind of renew rejuvenate that that spirit of christmas as you put it and that is so true. That is so true. It was a spirit of renewal, birth. Because when you have a birth, that's that's a new uh, a new life into the world. So it's it's our time to renew our spirits in God. You know, and because we tend to forget that. You know, we get caught up, and then we we're so um, like I said, overworked and stressed out, and maybe we have our attitudes aren't right. But it's Christmas is a time just to remember what Christ did for us, and He doesn't want us to be overworked and stressed out. He wants us to show love and peace into the world, you know, and bring that hope and, and that newness and that freshness. It's a time to just refresh because actually it's, we're getting ready to go into a new year. So what better thing to take that newness into another year? You mentioned light, and, and for people that may not know or understand that Jesus is the light, can you kind of explain that a little bit to people, what you mean by he is the light? Jesus is he's the light because... Um, in a world where there's so much confusion and there's um, people are searching for answers and a way, Jesus' word gives us that way. It opens up doors. It opens up our eyes to see that there's another way. There's there's hope. There's a future. He's, my favorite scripture is Jeremiah 29 and 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. God has a hope and a future for us. So in that, Jesus can be our light. He can be that um, that opening when we feel that the whole world is caved in on us, when we feel there is no way out. Jesus is that, you know, we can find uh, hope and we can find direction, a new direction in him, a new life in him, a new purpose in him. So that's how he's the light of our world. He's shining. He, he makes our way plain where we're not confused, you know, and he... In, enlighten us through his word he doesn't want us to be um strangers of his word he what uh he wants us to uh 
have knowledge of his word and he will enlighten us. And we always say, Lord, we, we invite you to come in and to sit down and, and, and be that lifeline. Jesus is that lifeline to us. His word is that lifeline. So that's how he's a light to us. When there is darkness all around us and confusion, Jesus comes in and he opens and he makes a way that we can even think better. Because sometimes we can get to a point where we, we don't know what to think and what to do, but Jesus' word and, and his love would guide us into what we need to do. I think the the word of this year, maybe even the past couple of years, has been the word confusion. I think there's so much confusion in the world right now, confusion in our country, confusion, confusion everywhere, um, that we have forgotten. So many even just basic human knowledge, uh, but certainly we have forgotten you know, the biblical knowledge or forgotten what God has done for us through the birth of Jesus Christ. And I think when you talk about the light, and I think you put it very well, that we're all on this journey, and when we bring Christ into that journey, he sheds this light on the path so that we can walk the right path in that journey. Exactly. That is so true. So, I'm sorry, go ahead. I feel that the world is going to a a place where... um, we're going now to a place where it's farther away from God instead of to God. And God wants to keep us close because when, as long as we're under his umbrella, as long as we're walking in his path, you know, he can, um, he can help us and we can grow stronger and being more encouraged. But a lot of times we're walking away out of his um, path and we're trying to make our own, but we can't do this without God. And that's why he brought his son into the world because we need, we need Jesus we need Jesus to come in and to offer uh, hope for us all. Not just God didn't come into the world for one group or one certain person. He came for all. His love is available to all. This hope is available to all in him. There may be somebody listening and they're hearing you say the word hope a lot. What is, it, what is the hope that people receive or latch on to if they find Jesus? What is that all about? that God would never leave them nor forsake them. And that even during their hard times, God is always there. He'll make, he'll make a way out of no way. It doesn't matter. Sometimes, you know, you can, it's not saying that you're not going to go through things, but it's saying that when you go through them, you have this assurance that God is going to, he's taking you through it to make you better and that he's going to work everything out for your good. It may not be good while you're going through it, but it's going to work for your good, all things. And that's the hope that you can have the assurance that God will be with you no matter what, even when you're going through. And we have, and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we also have to define what is good can also mean what's God's good versus our good don't always match up. That's the truth, yes, because we God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. You know, good things happen to bad people, and bad things happen to good people. So we have to uh, just accept that God is a just God. And that, you know, and we have to remember, too, that he says our righteousness is as filthy rags. So, but God goes, he judges us by our heart. He doesn't look on our outward appearance. He judges us by our heart. So we have to, the good things has to be in our, our heart has to be right with God. That's what it is. We're talking with Louise White today, pastor of New Hope Ministries on Northwest Street in Sykeston. And uh, we were just talking about Christmas and kind of distinguishing between, you know, the biblical uh, aspect of Christmas versus the traditional aspect of Christmas. And now I want to talk about 
really one of the subjects that you were talking about, uh, Louise, is the love that uh, comes out at Christmas time. But that love needs to be shown throughout the year. And you all have several ministries that you do throughout the year. Uh, what are some of the things that you all do for uh, or uh, ministry wise in the city of Sykeston? All right, we believe in spreading uh, the hope and love of Christ. And one thing that we always say in our church, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. And some of the, we have several programs that we have that's all uh, member-sponsored or sponsored by the leadership of New Hope Ministries. One thing is we have a soup kitchen. We serve a free um, hot, hot or cold meal Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 1130 to 1245. Uh, we have the Boys and Girls Club, ages 9 to 15. We meet about two Thursdays each month, just having an alternative alternative um, program for children to come in. And we have several games. Uh, we do cooking classes. Um, we take them skating or bowling, just giving our kids, our youth, an alter- alternative to the streets. We want to keep them busy because we – we have to train them up in the way they should go. So we have to offer them programs that will enlighten them and, sh- and have a positive effect on them. We also offer the summer uh, feeding program to um, infants and ages up to 18 years. It's uh, about 12 weeks during the summer months. It's a free nutritious meal. We have free clothing giveaways about three to four times a year. We have a, a card ministry that we mail Christmas cards to um, people that are in prison, um, we have a monthly donation. Each member has a month that they donate a, a certain amount to feed the children. Um, we also um, we have a mission program where we all uh, have a certain amount set aside maybe to uh, help someone with their electric bill, pay rent. Um, several times we'll just go buy groceries and take it to a family. We find out a family that's in need that may have been through a natural disaster or something. We'll uh, buy food or clothing and take to them. We just offer a variety of things, uh, counseling, um, just anything that if someone just needs to talk to someone or just um, just be in an art or craft where they can just let feel free to um, operate in their gifts, we uh, always encourage that because we're all different and it takes us all working together to live here on earth in peace and in love and in harmony. And we believe and our model at um, New Hope Ministries is changing lives by extending a helping hand. Sometimes all you need is a helping hand to pick you up and to get you started. I think one of the things that, excuse me, you said that, um, it seems like in the past couple of years has become so prevalent and more talked about within the church is the counseling part, the mental health part uh, of our lives. We often talk about the physical part, you know, things that we should eat or not eat, the things that, you know, exercise and all that. But then there is the the mental part uh, of, of things. And, and sometimes people just go through things or having a hard time. Uh, they're trying to figure things out. Maybe they're trying to figure out what God wants them to do, whatever the case may be. Um, counseling seems to be more and more prevalent in our churches today. And so uh, it's one of the things that you said you, you just offer. What's that been like for your church? Are you seeing a lot of people taking advantage of that? Yes, we do. We do. Even, you know, you would be surprised even amongst your the member or the people that you uh, congregate with or social 
socialize with on a daily basis, how sometimes they just need someone to listen to them. I found out even with counseling, sometimes if you just listen to people, they will talk upon their own uh, solution. If you just let them just talk and just uh, express their feelings, it's a no judgment zone. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they would, sometimes they'll talk upon their own solutions. And they'll say, you know, maybe I need to do this. And so um, I've, I've even started like a women's table talk where we get together as a as a woman, as women, because, you know, we deal with a lot of things and we just sit around the table and while we're and we just talk and we may be um, um, we may have arts and crafts or a cooking class. But you'll find out that women begin to open up with things that kind of bother them. And there's a lot of things that um, that the world is we're faced with. And sometimes we just need somebody that we can talk with and feel comfortable with. A lot of times people that are having some of these mental issues, they don't feel comfortable or safe talking with certain people. They think they're going to put a, a, a label them with a, a name. And so we want to offer them a safe place and a comfortable place, uh, a no ju judgment zone where they can come in and maybe uh, get a word of encouragement and be encouraged to maybe seek even more professional counseling. And do you find that that helps with also the fellowship part of church? Because if we think about church, you know, we, we are to, to fellowship. We are to be holding each other accountable, holding each other up in prayer, helping each other when, when, whenever possible. And obviously, when we talk about that, there has to be a great amount of trust uh, that is involved with that. Does that also help in that area, too, the fellowship part of church? Yes, it does. And it, some of the people that we do counsel, they will come to, they will come to church because they feel— a lot of times we're like this too. I found out that um, a lot of people have different needs. Like if someone's hungry, they don't want to hear really about God because they're hungry. You have to meet that need, feed them. Then they're, they're able to like, okay, well, maybe God is love. And I want to hear because, you know, he met that need. So a lot of times if we meet the need, then they'll want more. So I find that first you have to throw out a lifeline and, and not bait them in, but throw out that lifeline and then they'll catch on to it. And the more you begin to pull them in, well, they can open up. And uh, and that's what the church is for. It's it's like a it's a hospital and everyone's there coming to get closer to God. We all have issues that we're, we're just coming together and we can be a testimony and we can be a witness to each other, letting them know, hey, God did this for me. He can do that for you. It makes us stronger. Then when we get stronger, we go out and help other people. And that's how we bring each other in. And that's how we build the kingdom of God together. And no one is more, um, what I want to say, no, no one has to feel like they're any less than anybody else. We're all here. We all don't go through the same things, but we all have that testimony of what God has done for us. And, you know, and even in our mental, you know, we can deal with things that are so awful. We Sometimes when we're dealing, we think that we're the only ones going through that. But when we come together in fellowship, even with the church, we find that we all have similar things that we're going through. And we just need each other, and then we uh, allow God, and we always share experiences of what God has done for each of us, and we know that if he's done it for them, he'll do it for me. I have often said, you know, in sermons or teachings or just normal conversations, that the church is too silent on, uh, and what I mean by that is they're too silent on the personal things that we experience that we should be more open about and not worried about um, the embarrassment, not worried about 
uh, those types of things, because there are so many people going through the exact same thing that we've gone through who think that they're the only ones going through it. And I think the church would do so much good for the church just to open up and talk more openly about certain things. That is so true. That's so true. And we have been uh, letting our voice, the church is letting its voice be silent. Because a lot of times, um, I don't know if it's because of the attitude or the times that we live in where people, where it is calling for the church to be more silent and not speak up. But we need to tell people, some of us need, you know, to tell people what God has done for us or the roles that we have been down, the places that we have been, because that will bring hope to others. A lot of times people are so ashamed and embarrassed. Like I said, you have to have a no judgment zone. You have to let others know that, hey, where you've been, I came from there. You know, we have people in our church that have been on drugs and alcohol and and been out in the streets. And we want them to tell and show what God has done for them. And so that can bring hope and help to other people. And we don't need to silence our voice. God gave us that testimony, and we need to share that with the world. Louise, I really appreciate you taking time out to talk with me today on this you know, special weekend. It's Christmas weekend. I know you have a lot going on. So thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you for having us. And Merry Christmas. And, you know, and I hope God bless you and enrich your lives, you and your family. Thanks, Louise. Louise White, pastor of New Hope Ministries. We thank her for joining us. And thank you, too. And Merry Christmas. From the Talk of Sykeston, I'm Gwen Cantrell.